0: Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag. And for this week only, get a 110% sign-on bonus, 110% of your initial deposit by using code NEXTROUND. That's MyBookie.ag, code NEXTROUND.
1: We're about to talk about the wild race in the SEC with Richard Hendricks. This hour brought to you by Champy's Chicken, Champy'sChicken.com. All
0: right, you see Richard now on the SEC network at rhendricks35 on Twitter. He joins us on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. What is up, Richard? How are you today? Hey, guys. Good to be here. All good on my end. Well, it's good to talk to you as always. Uh, Let's start with Alabama at Kentucky. That was an embarrassing defensive performance You know, I said earlier, Richard, I think your hope if you're an Alabama fan is that Nate Oates doesn't have to say a word about this to his team. That there's enough leadership that is embarrassed by that, that Wednesday at Ole Miss, you get your best defensive performance of the year. I mean, that's what you would hope, obviously, if you're an Alabama fan.
2: Well, you definitely hope that is the response. Uh, You know, but Kentucky, you have to give the credit to them. This is a very talented team. We know that they can score in a... uh, impactful way just as much as alabama can but you have to do a better job on the defensive end but i also think not having latrell reitzel as as a ball handler and a shooter played a little bit of the role at kentucky was able to extend their lead to not have that balance to be able to attack the same way and also have another on-ball defender played an impactful way in how alabama was uh routed on the road so they've given up 92
3: in five of their last six games. Some of those obviously wins. And this Alabama team was really hot coming into the Kentucky game. But I asked you last week on this show, I said, with great athletes, defense is all about effort, right? And you said, yes, it is. So how much of this, as good as Nate Oates has done with this program and building this, how much is on Nate Oates?
2: Well, well, it's it's hard to be a good defensive team when you're putting up a lot of points. I mean, now they've had some showings where obviously they win games by 30 points when the defense is looking good and the offense is looking great. But if you look at any team, historically, basketball has a balance on both end of the court. You look at those old NBA teams with the Phoenix Suns and Steve Nash. They scored a lot of points, but they also are not able to hold people to low numbers. And at the same time, you can remember those De- Detroit Pistons teams, We're keeping teams and winning championships in the 60s. So it's a connected style. Kentucky, for the same way, you win, you score uh, 117 points, but you give up 95. So the balance in the way that you play complementary basketball is going to play a role in it. But Alabama is going to have to do a better job at limiting the turnovers, which leads to the fast break layups getting back in defensive transition, not allowing Kentucky to get on the wings and push it up the sideline to get easy shots. And then when you're just guarding on the ball, that is a pride thing when you're going on the ball defense, not letting people get you off the dribble drive. But the team has to focus a little bit more to lock in for longer periods of time. But it's connected.
1: Uh, I will tell you that when Alabama beat Florida the other night, that comeback win in overtime – And they were in sole possession. I felt like they had a chance to win at Rupp. I started to let my mind slip there and say, you know, I think Alabama is going to win this SEC regular season. Now you lose at Kentucky. Auburn wins at Georgia without Jalen Williams. Tennessee's got both Auburn and Alabama this week. South Carolina's hanging in there. This looks like it's going to be a wild race down the stretch here. Um, Do you have a feel on who has an advantage
2: in these final four games? Oh, for sure. Uh, uh, the, The advantage goes to the Auburn Tigers. I mean, right now, and I've said this for weeks, this league is wide open, and it all comes down to scheduling and matchup. But if you look at the last four games that Auburn has, they have the much more favorable schedule compared to the other teams that are in the mix to win it. Alabama has a tough schedule coming down the road. Tennessee has to play Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky, and South Carolina, all four teams that are in the top five of the league. So Auburn, with the fact that they have to play Georgia, uh, other teams as well that they feel that they have the upper hand outside of Tennessee on the road has the favorable schedule to fly under the radar and maybe sneak a championship after other people had a- counted them out.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's almost like a battle royal, you know, where everybody just keeps coming to the yeah. ring right here, going down the stretch. But to his point, if Auburn gets, ten, if
1: Auburn beats Tennessee Wednesday in Knoxville, I mean, that's an upset, but
0: if they beat Tennessee oh, yeah. Wednesday in Knoxville, it could be Bruce Pearl's championship. Check Bruce's record against Tennessee. It's been pretty good. Richard yeah. Hendricks is with us, SEC Network at our Hendricks35. He's on the JohnstonRVCenter.com hotline. Uh, you you brought Auburn up. That was an impressive win at Georgia. You know, doing it without Jalen Williams, I think we all wondered what Auburn team would show up. And they had their best road, the best road shooting performance of the SEC
2: season this year. Not Auburn's best. I think the SEC's best, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's what they're going to need. You know, yeah. you you have to have the guard play. is going to step up. As I've sung the praises of Jani Broome all season long, he doesn't have his other front court made in Jalen Williams. But he demands people to have to decide if you're going to dig down or double-team. He can score one-on-one, he can draw fouls and get to the free-throw line, and he's a willing passer to kick it out for shooters. So when you have players like Chad Baker-Mazzara knocking down threes, scoring at at high rates, and as well as um, the other guard play from Auburn hitting shots from the outside, now you have the balance that really makes this a dangerous team. But it's about matchups, and if you look moving forward, what teams match up well against their opponents? And that's what it all boils down to when you get to March. Who do you play well against? And it matters when you talk about the last four games of the SEC slate, the SEC tournament, and more than anything, the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and Aiden
3: Holloway is that other guard you're talking about. I mean, he has really struggled behind the arc. And, you know, he comes on five of eight this past Saturday. Once you get Jalen Williams back, if you can get Holloway making those outside shots, how dangerous is Auburn?
2: Well, they're, they're very dangerous because they have depth. Uh, They can defend when they want to. They can play multiple styles of game. They can play a slow grind-out game, and when the defense is going, they're tough to play against. And they can also, when they're shooting well, they can score with high numbers. So a team that I've mentioned all season long that I thought was very dangerous is just because of their play style versatility. You have a big man you can throw it into. You have some guards that are willing and capable shooters and scorers. It's just a matter of getting hot and getting it all together at the right time And they looked pretty good against Georgia this weekend.
1: Speaking of hot now, uh, we we talk bad about Alabama's defense. But that Kentucky team, they beat Auburn in Auburn. I don't know what happened at LSU. Then they beat Alabama. Uh, It does feel like Calipari's team, not as young as some of his teams, but it has some youth there. They seem to be finding a good mix at a good time of year. Can Kentucky make a deep run in March Madness?
2: I think they can. I mean, when you have the talent that they have – and depending on who they match up against, but athletically and skill wise, when you talk about Dillingham and um, Reed Shepard, as well as Antonio Reeves, you're talking about with the ball. I don't know if there's anyone that can stay in front of those guys when you give them space and allow them to operate and with their shot making ability. So, They're a team that can get hot defensively if they can get some things cleaned up with the interior defense. Aaron Bradshaw and Big Z will have to be much better. Anyunsu has done some really good jobs with his shot blocking and rim protection. But as far as containing dribble penetration and focusing on every single play, that's what's going to have to be for Kentucky to win games. They've had several winnable games in the SEC, and the reason they're not in this conversation to win the championship right now with the other teams who are a game or two ahead of them, it's just because of defensive lapses. They, they have to do a better job of focusing and locking down.
0: Richard Hendricks is with us. Uh, I, I wanted to pull up his box score from Saturday real quick, uh, his line in the box score from Saturday against Texas A&M. Tennessee got the win, Richard, of course, but um, I, I was just so impressed watching some of that game uh, by the play of Zakai Ziegler, but I wanted to get this right. Nine defensive rebounds, 14 assists, Four steals, nine points. I mean, he doesn't even record a triple double, but that's an amazing line for a guard. The guy, Ziegler, one of the best players really in the country, not just in the SEC.
2: And if you go and look at that box score, let me know if I'm remembering this right. Is it zero turnovers?
0: Zero turnovers. I should have included that. You're absolutely right. Fourteen no. assists, no turnovers.
2: When when you talk about that, that Tennessee team, powerful strong tough they play right on the line of a foul with their physicality but they have a true point guard in Z- zakai Ziegler, who understands the balance of the floor he can play in a slow pace he can pay in a fast pace he can put people where they need to be obviously he has a good high assist to turnover ratio and understands how to play defensively he pressures the ball well and starts it off for that team so it's a very dangerous team and when they have it clicking I know they have the tough games down the stretch, but this is the preseason favorite to win the SEC, and I think they can do it, but they have a uh, tough schedule coming in front of them, but they definitely have the talent and the personnel. Hot
3: debate in college basketball coming on the heels of uh, Wake Forest win this past weekend in Winston-Salem. I was going to ask you as a former player, uh, have you been on either side of a court storming, and did you ever feel threatened by a court storming?
2: Well, first off, let me ask, answer the second one. I I've never felt threatened. I'm gonna just be straight up. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Richard's yeah. a big
3: guy now. He's a yeah. big guy. Listen, Again, I, I think I think this is uh from Caitlin Clark to what we saw with flip this past weekend. I think we got a little flopping, just my opinion. <laughs> a little
2: too much. Listen, yeah. I I've I, I have not I played a long time. I never had any intimidation issues on the court. I mean, but I will say this. I understand the situation of people want player safety i'd have played in a game that was a court storm and go back to when i played at alabama in 2007 we were the number four team in the country we beat um we lost on the road at notre dame uh people might not have to remember go back to around december of 2006 i believe it was we lost at notre dame there was a court storming um I never felt threatened. I mean, if you see someone get in your personal space, I mean, I think the first rule is to protect yourself at all times. I mean, I think it's one of those things where I love to see the pageantry and the excitement around the game, the court storming, uh is something that makes those games fun. Maybe they need to have a little bit better job with the security. I don't know if I feel a certain way that it needs to be totally banned. I also don't feel the same way about the handshaking line. Everyone says, get rid of this. You have to have some personal control. It's a part of decorum in the game and sportsmanship. You shake their hand, you move on. If the students want to come on the court, it's within yourself to understand the environment and get off the court as quickly as you can. Now, listen, I'm a guy who played 13 years professionally. 12 of them were overseas. I played in Tel Aviv, Israel. I played in Serbia, uh Belgrade, Serbia. I played in Athens, Greece. So, hostile cry- crowds don't really bother me. I played in places where they have flares lit in the stands. They're throwing batteries at you on the court. I mean, there's going to be armed security guards around the whole bench in the court playing in games in Belgrade, Serbia. So to me, I don't know if I got too much concern about a student running out in the front of me in the court. <laughs> just my opinion. I, I think I can kind of take care of that have, myself.
0: Have you ever taught to Slay? Slay told us the story one time. Where was he playing? Do you guys remember?
2: Oh, I think it was Turkey. <sighs> was it Turkey? Yeah, that's right. We was played it? for the same club. We oh, played you? for Galatasaray, Istanbul. We played for the same club. It, it's listen. When you play abroad, you become just this kind of. You become numb to it. I look back on it now that I'm done playing. And I say, I cannot believe I played in some of these environments. <laughs> I literally was in a game in the Euro league and we were playing Partizan Belgrade and it was a major call that was filed. And I remember I celebrated and I got hit right here in the chest with the battery. I mean, like, and you just move on, like yeah. you just move on, you get it off the court and you do what you got to do. I mean, so I don't know how I feel about from a standpoint that if I see a guy running in to go celebrate at Wake Forest, if I'm too intimidated about it, you put your forearm out you and <laughs> stiff arm them, you get off the court as quickly as you can and you get back there and regroup. I mean, uh, it's a fun part of the game. Yeah, player safety should be something that is considered. Security can be considered. But have a little fun, too, with the game. We all love the visuals. We all love to see it. And if you're a student in college, that's an iconic moment in your career when you get to celebrate an upset of a top five, top ten team. So, I don't know. I mean, listen, I might be an old guy, but I f- think f- it might be f- a little soft.
1: Follow me here. I'm a, I'm starting my basketball program. I'm getting big recruits should I let them redshirt their first year and I pay for them to play abroad? (laughs) Tough it up. And then they come back for me and then all of a sudden playing in Fayetteville or Auburn's not that big a deal. We don't have armed guards. Maybe (laughs) that's a way to roll. Maybe that's a way to roll.
2: Listen, I mean, I know know everyone talks about the jungle and they talk about these environments and it's hostile. Americans, and y'all were just talking about European travel. Americans are very civil. Like, they they are calm. These are not fans. Like, these are just people come into the game. Play abroad and you will then see what true support and fandom is like. These people are passionate. I've played environments that would put, honestly, the Iron Bowl and Alabama and, uh, and Auburn to shame. I mean, they really would. And people can't understand that. But if you go and Google, you look at Teams, look at Panathinaikos in Greece or Maccabi Tel Aviv and their rosters that they play. Partizan Belgrade, uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona. I've played in all of these environments and all of these rivalries. And you will see what true fandom is like. And if you're concerned about someone trickling onto the court from Wake Forest, I don't know. I mean, listen, I even listen, John Shire's my boy, and I get him. I played with him in Maccabi Tel Aviv. And, you know, I understand you want to protect your players, but he's played in these tough environments as well at Duke and abroad. So something does need to be done, but I don't want to see it leave. But personal responsibility of protecting yourself at all times just needs to be heightened in your own mind. I don't care where you are, even if it's in a court storming.
0: All right, here's Richard Hendricks. See him on the SEC Network. Excellent, excellent perspective there from Richard, a guy that's played the game. We greatly appreciate the time as always, Richard. Thank you, guys. Always enjoy it. All right, buddy, take care. Our Hendricks35 is where you find Richard on Twitter. And see him on the SEC Network doing a tremendous job with him.